Here we are, Locked On NFL, alongside the scout Matt Williamson. I am Brian Peacock, taking you around the league here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one local sports podcast network. You can subscribe to this show and all of your favorite podcast apps. You can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. Matt is at Williamson NFL. A lot to get to opening Sunday of the NFL season, some really fun football games, Matt. That was a nice slate of games, and this is before, just so you guys know, this is before the Sunday night game, so afternoon games just ending right now. In fact, one game's still going on. Matt, we were talking before we recorded this, we're like, okay, let's wait for the games to be over, and I was like, yeah, Detroit has this game in hand, so we don't have to worry about till that game ends, and apparently not going into overtime there. Right, and maybe that'll you know there'll be a win or loss as we're recording. We can at least you know report on that. But I guess we'll just kind of start there super quick. I mean, the Lions were just dominating that game, and it looked like boy, you know, Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, they're a failed experiment until second half, and they start lighting it up, um, starting to get more comfortable. Maybe there's some fatigue with that Lions defense, heavier defense. I, I don't know, but um, I kind of hope they pull it out. I think that'd be more fun. <laughs> Yeah, 21 points in the second half for the Cardinals. Uh, that's a very interesting ball game. Uh, I do want to talk about TJ Hawkinson, the rookie tight end, just wasting no time getting into it with 124 yards and a touchdown on five receptions. Yeah, and Stafford played really well. Um, I'm writing a little article for Yard Barker right now, just kind of highlighting Hawkinson and Amendola, just attacking the middle of the field. I think Hawkinson's going to be a star. And at some point, that game will go final while we're doing this. So we'll have some live reaction, I guess, from that one. Yeah. Uh, some fun games to get to, and we'll try to get to every game in the league. Let's just roll down here. We got the Titans that blew out the Browns, 43-13. Nobody saw that coming. We both had picked the Browns to win that one easily. Browns, maybe not ready for prime time. Baker Mayfield, not a great one, 285 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I did like what I saw from the rookie wide receiver, A.J. Brown. Not a ton of targets, but 100 yards on three catches for the Titans. Yeah, a couple things to take away from it. And first of all, I'm not discounting the Titans. They played great, but I, I we'll get to them in a minute. But the two things that really stood out to me, especially through a Browns lens, was penalties. So many penalties and bad ones. You know, like after the play, it wasn't like, boy, I'm getting beat by a pass rusher or a receiver and I drag him down. It was dumb penalties that can be avoided. And the offensive line is more worrisome to me because that's what I was most worried about with this team. Offensive line did not open holes, did not protect well. And again, that sounds like I'm selling the Titans short. Their defense played very well, especially from what I saw up front. Um, Henry got loose a couple times and looks like he's going to be a foundational player. You mentioned Brown, the rookie. I think he's going to be very good for them. And I thought this is a really good step in the right direction for Marcus Mariota too. And just the last note, too, Odell looked like he could have had, like, 200 yards in this game. I mean, he was open the whole time. I will say this because I have a lot of stock in Nick Chubb for my fantasy football leagues. And, you know, not a bad 16 carries for 74 yards, 4.6 average. But he got <laughs> he got heavily sniped with the goal line carry. Dontrell Hilliard taking one carry for four yards and stealing away Nick Chubb's touchdown, which I think was rough for most <laughs> fantasy owners. And my son told me all about it, trust me. I mean, he, <laughs> he was next to me and was not happy. And a couple of touchdowns from Derrick Henry there, one receiving long 75-yarder and one rushing. And so Tennessee Titans looked like uh, they were ready to play, and the Browns not quite as much. Moving along, one of the most interesting games for me, and, and this one's tough, and I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Halfway through the game, I was thinking, oh, my God, Lamar Jackson wow. looks amazing. And then I started to realize, wait a second, is this just Lamar 
He was 10 of 10, 210 yards and four touchdown passes at one point in the first half. Or is this just start whatever quarterback plays against Miami? Is that how bad Miami's defense is? Which one was it in that game? And maybe just a lot of both. I think a lot of both. I mean, people have been listening for a while, said, you know, realized I have a lot of optimism about this Ravens offense. A lot of their young, fast skill position players. I, I thought Lamar or, or you know, Lamar was a better passer than people gave him credit for in his rookie year. But I also watched this game going, Dolphins might not win a game this year. I'm with you on that. And maybe this is the, the Tua sweepstakes here because, man, Ryan Fitzpatrick starting for the Dolphins, not Josh Rosen. Eighth different team that Fitz has started for in the NFL. You got to see Rosen and evaluate that fully this season if you're the Miami Dolphins. Um, but man, that team does not look like it's going anywhere. Marquise Brown, the rookie, coming off Liz Frank foot surgery, it hampered him throughout the entire spring draft process and in the summer. I mean, he got loose. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he got loose multiple times. But I'm just wondering. It's like yeah. they just weren't covering him. He's running a slant free to the house, and he has speed. But I, th- that Baltimore offense might look a little bit different versus some other teams. But I think the biggest takeaway was that Lamar Jackson, either way he sliced it, was still dropping dimes, throwing the ball very well, which was, I think, the biggest takeaway and the most exciting thing in that game was Lamar Jackson can throw the football. Yes, and I'm very much on board, but kind of like you were alluding to, if one of these trends is going to continue through the year, it's definitely Miami being horrible. Yeah, and that's that's going to be a tough year for the Dolphins there, but they've got a lot of draft picks to get things right in the future. Kansas City at Jacksonville. The marquee matchup here was Jalen Ramsey shadowing Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill left and went to, uh, I think, the trauma unit with a shoulder injury, if I'm not mistaken, in that one, which is sort of a scary one. But uh, the quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, just came out looking like Patrick Mahomes. A little scary moment with him getting injured and limping off the field. And then uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars losing Nick Foles. They had to throw rookie Gardner Minshew in there to play quarterback for uh, Jacksonville after the first quarter. Yeah, and... The Chiefs got it together, were pretty consistent start to finish, uh, finished the game better than they started, and Jags D looked pretty good early on. Um, but the, I think really the takeaways are it looks like Foles is going to miss extended amount of time, and Minshew was fine, but that's not what you want, obviously. And it looks like Tyreek Hill is not week to week, but probably three to four weeks, something along those lines. And Sammy Watkins went berserk. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Even when Hill was out there. But I mean, look out for Sammy if he stays. Sammy out. Watkins looking very spry, making yeah. moves in the open field, showing off speed, nine catches for 198 yards and three touchdowns, 40 to 26 Chiefs over the Jaguars. And I don't think I even said the final score, which was huge for the Ravens, 59 to 10. They had a 42 to 10 lead uh, in the first half. Just a, a crazy game there. And also, a new faces in new places. Mark Ingram for Baltimore, I didn't mention, 100 yards rushing and a couple of touchdowns. Good point. Bills at Jets. This was more like that Thursday night opener where it was a defensive battle or maybe some ugly offense mixed in there as well. 17-16, Bills win over the Jets. Come back with 14 fourth quarter points in that one. John Brown had 123 yards receiving with a touchdown. Josh Allen, that was his lone touchdown pass. Didn't look great. Really up and down in that one. Sam Darnold looked not good either i think he had 41 pass attempts and less than 200 yards total speaking of new faces and new places cj mosley with a pick six in that one yeah yeah lev bell he hasn't played forever he looked pretty close to himself yeah. john brown you mentioned both quarterbacks were up and down that's probably a little bit kind uh, i think this is a big big game though considering i think both these teams are really fighting for second place in that division 
Um, but my number one takeaway is, uh, and I've been saying this about the Bills for a while, I, I like the way they're constructed from an ownership to head coach standpoint of they turned the ball over, over, and over early in the game and stuck around to pull out a win. I mean, that's, that's not easy to do in this league. We got to get through this furiously through the rest of the games on this Sunday uh, morning and afternoon slate, and it looks like a field goal from Arizona, twenty-seven, twenty-four. Mm. Uh, that still leaves a chance for the Detroit Lions to come back and score a touchdown and win that one in overtime. More coming up next time. You're planning a night out, or maybe you want to go see a concert, go see a show, go see the Forty ers Think of Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists, bands perform in person, earning credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app via the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. They offer great prices and an easy purchasing experience as well as in-app loyalty program those reward statuses range from MVP to Hall of Fame caliber. Customers can earn from 10% up to 16% credit on all of their purchases through the app. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program and enjoy credits on all their purchases. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. So no worries about running into scalpers and getting some bunk tickets enter promo code kickoff at checkout to receive a discount of up to 100 dollars at vivid seats matt let's talk falcons at vikings matt ryan i think was the big loser in this one did not look great early on came back a little bit stronger in the second half there but the i think it was your guy dalvin cook was my big takeaway in this game 111 yards on the ground a pair of touchdowns if he stays healthy he definitely looks like the guy in minnesota yeah, and Madison got sprinkled in. He looked good, too. This running game is absolutely clicking. That's by far the story here. And, I mean, they were winning 28 nothing going into the fourth quarter. I mean, this was this game was not close at all. And all you need to know is they beat the Falcons handily with Kirk Cousins throwing the ball 10 times. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's all you need to know. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have, they don't have to lean on him if they don't have to. And if you don't have to, then why would you? But uh, Kirk Cousins can definitely, Kirk Cousins is right, a good right. quarterback. He gets crapped on because he, he signed such a huge contract and maybe he's not a tier one quarterback. But man, with that defense and that running game, and you put a really good quarterback, a solid quarterback in Kirk Cousins in charge of that team, uh, that's, uh, that's a scary thing, Vikings going into the year if they keep that kind of play going. Absolutely. Really impressive. One of the more surprising teams in here, and they weren't able to hold on and pull it out, but Washington Redskins, they fall, just got uh, nipped by the Philadelphia Eagles 32-27, and the Eagles had to come back with 25 second-half points in that one. Eagles started very slow, and I give the Redskins credit. You know, a lot of guys. Uh, I thought Keenum played pretty well, especially early in the game. Uh, they did good things, but then the Eagles were just kind of showed that we're the more talented team. We're the better team. A lot of Alshon, a lot of Deshaun Jackson making plays. And I thought Wentz looked great, too. So big win that could have got away from him. Yeah, the Eagles, it was one of those things where second half, and I saw that in a lot of the games. It was definitely that way with the 49ers game that I paid very close to attention to. Second half, P. 
people settled in and it started to look like, okay, this is what the teams are going to look like. This is a little bit more like what we expected, and the Eagles were definitely in that mold. But one thing I noticed from Washington was, you know, no more Deshaun Jackson. He was on the other side. No more Josh Doxson. They were relying heavily on rookie wide receivers, and all of them looked pretty good. Terry McLaurin had the long 70-yard, 69-yard touchdown reception. Kelvin Harmon, another rookie, getting in there and uh, was a big part of the offense. And it looks like they got two young rookie starters. And the takeaway for me with that and just this whole rookie wide receiver class is how deep that class was. Kelvin Harmon in the sixth round is ridiculous. He's going to be a starting wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, very well said. And just last note there. And then the old man tight end. Did you see the play Vernon Davis made? I mean, (laughs) holy smokes. Hurdles a guy, stays in bounds, runs away from a dude that's probably 12 years younger and 50 pounds lighter than him. I mean, he's a freak, and he's an easy guy to root for. People don't talk about him like the the Brady's and Vinatieri. We'll get to him. Some yeah. of the older guys in the league. Yeah, thirty five year old Vernon Davis, some very vintage uh, old Forty ers days. Vernon Davis, there hurdling the guy, showing off a little bit of speed. He's always had that speed, man. So that was uh, yeah, with no with no uh, read in the lineup either for Washington. That was big for right. them, but they weren't able to hold on. I think maybe the running game is why, because uh, only two point two yards per carry, they weren't able to hold on to that lead. Let's go to the Rams at Panthers. The Panthers actually made the comeback here at home in the second half, but were not able to hold on to win that game over the Rams, and the Rams sort of sputtered early, then came back in the middle of that game and started to play a lot better. Christian McCaffrey went crazy. It was all like that Panthers offense. Cam Newton missed a bunch of throws, but he did. luckily for him, he had Christian McCaffrey there. 10 catches for 81 yards, 19 carries for 128 yards, a couple of touchdowns just uh, he was everything for the Panthers, and he, that was almost enough. Yeah, I'm excited to go back and watch this one. I don't have a whole lot more to add than that, except for what I saw. Both quarterbacks missed too many throws. Rams got off to a really quick start, despite being a 1 o'clock game on the other side of the country. You don't re- you rarely see that. McCaffrey was a monster. And then Gurley's usage, I thought, was interesting, and I want to look more into that, but it seems like they didn't start leaning on him until – Carolina start creeping back into it. So it makes me think they'll be very judicious with him. Another overtime game was the Colts and Chargers. And it was the Chargers that pulled this one out 30 to 24. Uh, a lot of offensive stars in this game. Yeah, Ekelar certainly stood out for sure. Uh, Keenan Allen had a really nice day. I thought Brissett played well. I picked the Colts to win this one and I picked them to win the division. And I'm proud of those picks because really, not that they were necessarily the better team, but their kicker, who I mentioned earlier, Adam Vinatieri, has had a great career, but he's he's been battling injury, hurt this team bad, missed a field goal or two field goals and an extra point. It just made me scream, is he, are we about done with the Adam Vinatieri, you know, saga here? We're starting to find out how long can a kicker kick? He's the guy that's going to be the litmus, I think. It's like, okay, well, Vinatieri's age, when you get... Into your 40s, and you look like uh, it's funny. Every time I see Vinatieri, I think for a second it's Brett Favre, like the yeah. current current age Brett Favre. I always think that because he's so gray. He's got the beard, and it's like, oh, is that Brett? Why is Brett Favre? Oh no, that's Vinatieri. Okay, never mind. <laughs> he looks like a coach or something. <laughs> he mean, does. He's an old man. It's right. so funny, but yeah, hopefully, big, big win for the Chargers, though. I huge mean, win, and it was it was well. they look good. It was great to see Jacoby Brissett bring the Colts back in that one. But uh, yeah, Keenan Allen, 123 yards and a score on eight receptions. Marlon Mack had a big game, 174 yards on the ground, and they didn't give the ball to anybody else. The Colts did. No Naeem Hines, no, uh, didn't see a lot with Paris Campbell. It was Marlon Mack. He got he got everything. So if you're looking for workload, Marlon Mack might be that guy. 
Yeah, and I didn't see that coming, to be honest no. with you, but it sure looks like that's their plan. I've got Naheem Hines on some of my teams in late-round picks. I thought, okay, here's a good guy. He's going to pull out some uh, receptions and, and be a big part of the offense, and no, they went they went all Marlon Mack all day. Yeah, and I'm curious how well he'll hold up with that over 10, 12, 16 games, too, because he's not exactly the – kind of like how you talked about McCaffrey. He's not exactly a workhorse build. Right. Cincinnati Bengals at the Seattle Seahawks. It was an up and down game there. Seattle Seahawks did come back to win that one 21 to 20. One of the things I enjoyed watching was that John Ross sort of yes. resurrected 158 yards, a couple touchdowns. It looks like it, the cool thing was watching his teammates react. His teammates had his back and they're like, yes. And they were loving seeing him break out because, you know, and that's always good to see is when your teammates believe in you. And it's a good story there for John Ross to to uh, to show up week one and look like he's going to be a big part of this team. Yeah. I mean, the other side, I thought Chris Carson and DK Metcalf both showed very well. Carson is catching the ball more. Metcalf looks like he absolutely belongs. And I know there's no moral victories, but to go to Seattle on opening day, if you're where the Bengals are as an organization, get great production from John Ross, who I think Zach Taylor is going to use like Brandon Cooks. Even though you lose mm. Joe Mixon early in the game and you don't have A.J. Green, I, I, I give the Bengals credit. We've got a score alert here. The Detroit Lions, it looks like, are going to line up a field goal to tie it up again oh, in wow. overtime, and they make it 27-27. Overtime continues with three minutes left in that game. What if it be a tie? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Let's have a tie in week one. Let's have a little bit of fun here. Yeah. Let's let's get weird with some things. Steelers Browns tied last year week one. All right, let's tease that game. Hopefully, we'll come back and have uh, some conclusion to that game and talk about a few other of the late afternoon games. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's like blue, the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable. With the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Most guys talk a good game, but if you're one and done, Blue Chew can even help you follow through for round two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made right in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W, BlueChew.com, promo code locked on. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. New York Giants at Cowboys. This went as expected, and maybe not quite to the degree of the Miami Dolphins, but Dak Prescott had, I don't know if he finished, let me double check if he finished with a perfect passer rating, but for a lot of that game, he had a perfect, yes, he did. He finished with the 1583 wow. Perfect passer rating in that game. 400 yards through the air. Four touchdown passes. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys beat up the Giants pretty good, but the Giants did score another late touchdown to make it at least more of an acceptable score. 35-17 to 17 Dallas. 
Yeah, we probably don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this one. I, I'm glad you mentioned Dak. I thought he played extremely well. I thought their line pretty much looked like it did back in its heyday, and now that it's healthy, um, Amari looks really, really good. I'm sure that was just a warm-up for Zeke. Gallup, some of these guys, even Witten got in the end zone. Not a competitive game, and I, I've been telling people, I'm really starting to warm up to Dallas. Well, this kind of confirms that. Yeah, uh, not just warm up, get get real spicy hot with Dallas. Yeah, and right. Gallup, seven catches, 158 yards. That year two jump looks like it might be happening for him. A really solid uh, companion to Amari Cooper, who had 100 yards on the other side and had a touchdown. Cobb caught a touchdown pass. Jason Witten back again, catching touchdown passes uh, five yards per catch on you know uh, average, which isn't great on his three receptions, but. Uh, and then Evan Ingram on the other side doing big things. He was yeah, pretty he much good. their entire passing offense, 11 catches for 116 yards and the touchdown. There was clearly a better team here, and doesn't mean the Giants are going to be horrible. We'll see, but I do think Dallas is a contender. And maybe the story is that Daniel Jones got a little bit of run. He got uh, to throw Late, the ball a few yeah. times. Yeah, three completions on four attempts for 17 yards, so kind of dump some things off, 4.3 average there, which is very low, but... Work him in slowly. I think that's what we're seeing now. That that was the decision in New York. Okay, let's work him in when the score, when the score allows that to happen. Let's work Daniel Jones in. Get make sure that you know when he gets snaps later that matter. He's already had snaps in the NFL. Yeah, uh, but I do. Um, I was a little critical. I would have put him in a whole quarter earlier. You know, he basically came, I think with like three minutes left. That's fine. He did throw the ball around, but. Get him in there the whole fourth quarter then. I mean, the game was never close. Right. The entire fourth quarter, it was uh, after that second quarter. It was tied at seven after the first quarter. So maybe the Giants thought, okay, we're still in this and we're going to come back. But then after the first half and uh, then into the third quarter when Dallas opened up a big lead. Yeah, maybe the fourth quarter. But I think from the outside looking in, we think Dallas or we think New York is going to be bad and we expect it. And so when Dallas goes up big on New York, we're like, okay, put in Daniel, Daniel Jones. But New York themselves – Probably don't (laughs) think that. And they're like, oh, no, we're going to come back in this game with Eli and win the game and go win the Super Bowl. And so um, we don't think we stink. Right. right. (laughs) It's fun to watch that. And there was another sniping of touchdowns there with Wayne Gallman getting the the touchdown run here. And Saquon Barkley with 120 yards on the ground, but no scores for you fantasy guys out there. The last game of, well, the second to last game because Lions Cardinals still tied at 27 was 49ers at Buccaneers, which was just an incredibly ugly, sloppy first half of football. And then in the second half, the 49ers sort of figured things out, but the Bucks and Jameis Winston did not. Jameis Winston's final line was 194 yards total passing, one touchdown, three interceptions, a 46.6 rating, and he looked ugly, and he was just giving the ball to the 49ers and didn't get a lot of help. O.J. Howard fumbled one, and then another ball went through O.J. Howard's hands, and uh, the 49ers picked that ball off. So stock down for O.J. Howard, too, and I was really high on him for fantasy football purposes, but Cameron Brait got a lot of run, too, and that's been the story with O.J. Howard is Cameron Brait has always been in there, and I think Cameron Brait probably outplayed O.J. Howard, which makes things a little convoluted there in, in Tampa. Yeah, and you were closer to this one than I was. I saw a fair amount of it for sure. Um, Really, like you said, my initial takeaway, though, was this might have been the sloppiest game of the day, especially just the first half. I mean, it was really hard to watch. Um, Drops, bad plays, turnovers, all the above. Um, A lot of times I was watching going, man, George Kittle should have like 12 catches for 180 yards in this game, but doesn't. Keep Things kept coming back, so – 
I, I do think this offense has a chance to be really good. Jimmy seemed to get his legs under him a little bit, which is absolutely what Niner fans need to see. Oh, yeah. And it, Ewan would like to see a little more than that, but at least in the second half, they started figuring it out. And it was so sloppy. There was four touchdowns called back for penalties in that game. And here's one yeah, for you amazing. fantasy football players out there. The guy to pick up on the waiver wire, and he didn't have a huge game, but Debo Samuel actually got the start over Dante Pettis. And Dante Pettis wasn't even in the rotation as one of the top three running back or uh, wide receivers in the game. Is actually Richie James was the number three wide receiver and had a touchdown catch in that game. So stock up for Debo Samuel, who looks like game one, week one, is going to be a starting wide receiver for the 49ers. And stock down for Dante Pettis, who... Got in the game. He's healthy. It's not like he was just hurt and they didn't play him at all. He looks like he's uh, down the depth chart a little bit to start the season for the 49ers, which is a little bit of a surprise because Pettis was still at the top of the depth chart for the preseason games, and I guess they reevaluated and thought, you know what, let's just go with the young guy. Let's go with Debo Samuel. Yeah, strange turn of events and something we'll probably need to talk about throughout the week, too. I still have a lot of hope for Pettis, though. Um, we shall see, but that that was kind of an odd game. It's good, good for the Niners to go down there, get their, you know, get the win, of course, on the road opening day. Probably was really hot. And, uh, you know, finish up the day better than you started it. Nick Bosa getting his first NFL sack, D Ford, and Nick Bosa really, I think, gave a boost to that pass rush for the 49ers, which helped put a little pressure on Jameis Winston, and that was sort of one of the keys of the game, I thought. When I'm covering the 49ers and I'm talking about the 49ers on locked on 49ers, I'm, you know, that was the matchup. It was like, can the defensive line, you got these extra edge rushers now, stop the run, go get Jameis Winston for some mistakes because Jameis Winston loves to make mistakes. And that's exactly how that thing turned out. Although the, the run defense was good in the, in the first half, I, I will make this point with, uh, with Tampa Bay, which is promising for them is Ronald Jones. Ronald yeah, Jones almost doubled he almost doubled his entire yardage output from last season in this game. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> made some plays. I mean, that's all you can ask him at this point. And yep. Maybe he can build on that. Uh, last note I have for that one, I am excited about the Niners' defensive front, but I'm also pretty worried about the Bucks blocking, too. Their line has been a problem through the preseason, too. Watching this game, I thought, okay, Bruce Arians is the perfect guy to come in and help Jameis Winston. And I came out of this game thinking, He's not the guy. Winston's not the guy, Tampa. They got to figure something out because I don't, I I almost want to say he doesn't care, but he has to care. It's just that he is not. He's just reckless. Yeah. He's reckless with the ball and maybe Bruce Arians. I mean, this is week one. A lot can change from here. I I, I came out of this game feeling like it just wasn't going to happen with Winston. When we talked about this game last week and we talked about what could be with Jameis Winston. And I talked to my guy on the locked on podcast network crossover James Yarko of Locked On Bucks talked about maybe a future extension, what that would look like, and that was the that was the talk. And I think the extension talk will definitely be curbed if Winston continues to play like this. Well, it's only one game, but it, it is very telling because he looks like this lion is not changing his stripes at all in terms of putting the the ball in harm's way. Um, it's just, and Arians is such a risk taker. Maybe he's the absolute wrong person for him. I don't know. Getting to the end of this podcast, and we are getting to the end of overtime now in that Lions-Cardinals game, looking more and more like that is going to end in a 27-27 tie, but not quite over yet. It looks like our podcast will end, though, before that game does. Uh, By the time people listen to this, they'll already know the score of the Steelers game that you're about to lock into and watch. But we will talk Steelers on tomorrow's show, but we'll also talk about those Monday night football games. And one of the big stories, obviously, is the New England Patriots and all the stuff that's gone down with 
Antonio Brown, and we wanted to skip that and not really talk about it too much on today's show because we wanted to be able to get to all of these football games that happened Sunday. But if you do want to hear more about that, you got to go check out my guy Q's podcast at Locked On Raiders. He's going to have that whole thing covered. And, of course, the Patriots angle of this as well will be covered here on the network. And we're going to get into the Antonio Brown stuff more as well on this show, but um, especially tomorrow when we break down that Patriots Steelers game, but man, uh, that's a crazy, crazy situation. It seems like more and more info comes out about it. It just, it gets weirder and weirder. And when we talked about it on Friday, it was like, okay, he's going to play. And I think the last thing I said was, <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's a couple more days for that to change. And boy, did it change. Boy, did it ever. And again, we're not going to dig into it tonight or, you know, in this show, but uh, I do promise that we'll bring it up several times throughout the week. And you guys could also certainly send us some tweets about it, too, because it is the story of of the league right now. Oh, man, crazy league insane, and yeah. a crazy buildup to week one and a fun week one so far. And it is not over. We'll have it all covered for you tomorrow right here. Locked on NFL.